Thank you, band, for your ministry. So let's turn to scripture just now. Great words from Colossians. We're going to read verses 1 to 4 and then through from um, verse 12 to 17. Living as those made alive in Christ. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against one another. Forgive as the the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God for the Father through him. Thank you. Nowadays, paternal, maternal roles are not so clearly defined. They tend to be very interchangeable. There tends to be roles that everybody in a household will tend to do. And one of the things that I've discovered over the years in my paternal role um, is that one of the key tasks surrounds clothes. Clothes. Clothes seem to have quite a feature in our house because they normally end up on the floor most of the time. They're never tidied away. They're never put away in wardrobes or anything like that. So clothing has been something that I've been quite um, familiar with as a parent. When Rosie was born, Claire was still a lieutenant. And so throughout the year, she had to go to continuing education. So she would have to go away for three or four days at a time um, throughout the year. And she would leave me with little Rosie to look after on my own. Well, that was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. But the worst thing I hated was actually dressing her. And let me clarify that. I could actually dress her. I knew how to put the clothes on. The problem was I did not know what to choose. I would open the wardrobe and I'd look there. What on earth do I do here? There's so many clothes. What do I put on this little girl? Well, over the years, I got better at it by far. And I remember one of the, the latest stages in Claire's lieutenancy when she came back from something. Rosie must have been about three, four. And I was quite proud of what I'd achieved that week. And I felt I needed to do a bit of bragging rights here. And so when she walked through the door, I I pointed out how stylish Rosie was today, did she not think? My smugness quickly diminished when Claire replied, yes, those clothes do go well together, but you do realise you sent Rosie to nursery in her pyjamas, don't you? (laughs) I just 
pajamas are deady. They're nice suits, and it worked for me. You know, I'm not a stylish person, so when it comes to clothing, it's not great. When I was single, I was very much the kind of person that shopped in Marks and Spencers or Next or somewhere like that because it was okay stuff and I knew what I was getting. I always, as a younger person, enjoyed going home to Hull to see my younger brother because my younger brother was always at the height of fashion. And because he was a fashionable individual, he never used to keep anything for very long. And so a visit to Philip's house would always be a great addition to my wardrobe because I'd walk in the door and he'd say, do you fancy a pair of trainers? I got a new pair of trainers the other way. I don't like them. Have you worn them? Yeah, I wore them once, but I don't want them anymore. Would you like them? Oh, yes, please. And I'd take these trainers from him. And then he'd open the wardrobe and he says, I bought this, I don't like this. Do you like it? Yes, I'll have that. Thank you very much. I used to go home with two suitcases, not just one, because I'd been the recipient of hand-me-downs. You know, as adults, we were about the same size. He didn't keep things before he moved on with them. And I was always grateful that he might improve my fashion sense. Well, do you know what? Our Bible reading this morning for Mother's Day, I think, is all about hand-me-downs. All about hand-me-downs. Not from other people, but from God. Verse 12 of the passage, God commands that we clothe ourselves, that we envelop ourselves with some new clothes. I love the message's version of it. The message says this, Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. So, chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God has picked out for you. I like that. What a lovely thought. Dress in the wardrobe that God has picked out for you for you. You know, there are many metaphorical passages in Scripture about clothing. Lots of them, whether it's the full armour of God. But here in Colossians chapter 3, Paul is specifically speaking about the wardrobe of the saints. And as you read the Colossians letter, you'll see there's an emphasis on the before and the after. Paul's writing to Gentile Christians And he's writing to say that once you lived outside of God's grace, but now you are children of God. Once you were marked in darkness, now you are in the light. And so to make his point, the author lists some of the things that they now should do instead of the things that they used to do. That was the old life. This is the new life. This is what you're to do. You're to put on this new life. You know, the tradition was... In those days, that if you were baptized, if you went for for water baptism, the minute you came out the water, you took off your clothes and you were given a new set of clothes to symbolize the new life that you had in Christ. And the New Testament is very insistent that when we take that step of faith, there's a change of personality. It's progressive. There's a continual renewal. Well, this morning, I want us to think of the wardrobe. 
I want us to clothe ourselves with the wardrobe that God has picked out for us. And I want to centre it around three phrases that I often hear in our house when it comes to clothing or wardrobes. The first phrase that I often hear when I'm on the, 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 the landing is this. What shall I wear? What shall I wear? I have to say, I'm one of the ones that says it most often. What shall I wear? I don't have to make the choice most days. It's a nice little navy two-piece with a white shirt. I wonder which white shirt I'll wear today. So on those occasions where I actually have to go to some external do or some event that I've, we've been invited to, my first question to Claire is, oh, I don't know, what shall I wear? I have no idea. Well, you know what? Colossians is Paul telling us what we should wear. Paul tells us what we should wear. And in his list, Paul speaks of Christian graces that govern our relationships. The great Christian virtues that speak about the way we live with one another. The first one he says is compassion. You know, there wasn't much compassion around in Jesus' day. The sick, the fragile, the outcasts, the marginalised women. Women were included in that marginalised bracket. There wasn't much compassion. You know, I hear very often in this world when I go around or read in the newspaper, people say that many of the bad things in this world are down to religion, our religion, other religions. I don't often read that they recognize that many of the good things that we have in this world have also come about through Christian compassion. Many of the things that we know of the welfare state came about through Christian values. Paul carries on. He talks about kindness. I was reading a story the other day of an old lady who always went to do her shopping in the same branch of the same post office because the postal employees there were so friendly. And she went there to buy stamps one week just before Christmas, and the line was so long in the post office and somebody pointed out to her in the line, hey, you don't have to wait in the line because there's a stamp machine over there and you can go get your stamps from the stamp machine. And she replied, I know, but the machine won't ask me about my arthritis today. I know, but the machine won't ask me about my arthritis today. Humility, Paul talks about. I'm quite astounded how proud people do silly things. You know, in the summer of 1986, two ships, a passenger liner, the Admiral Narkimov and a freighter, Pyotr Vasiv, collided in the Black Sea. It was in the news. Hundreds of people died in the icy waters. And when it was investigated, it came down to the fact that both ships' captains were on the same line in the same channel. They knew they were on the same line in the same channel, but neither would give way. Neither would yield until it was too late and the two vessels collided and ended up in tragedy. Each could have stayed clear, 
but neither wanted to give way to the other. Humility, what a characterization we can each have. Gentleness, Paul speaks about. The Greek word for gentleness literally means strength under control. And Max Lucado in one of his books says this, I choose gentleness. Nothing is won by force. I choose to be gentle. If I raise my voice, may it only be in praise. If I clench my fist, may it only be in prayer. And if I make a demand, may it only be of myself. Gentleness. Patience. Human patience is often the reflection of divine patience. I lose count of the times God has to be patient with me. How patient are you in life? Forgiveness. A military officer once said to John Wesley, I never forgive and I never forget. To which Wesley replied, then, sir, I hope you never sin. You know, these are all the qualities in this godly wardrobe that we have. Compassion, kindness, gentleness, patience, forgiveness. These are the things God wants us to wear. And over everything, we are to don love. Love becomes the overcoat over all the other clothes. Because love holds Christians together in fellowship under the strain of everyday life. And it's love that checks the selfish hard tempers. It's love that keeps people from being torn apart. And it's a loving character that flows from a relationship with a loving God. What shall I wear? That was the first question. Well, here's what we should wear in abundance. This is what God wants us to wear. The second phrase I always hear in our house when it comes to clothing is, does this fit? Or, it doesn't fit me anymore. I'm always very wary when I see the charity shop bags appear on the bed. Because that means I'm about to be told to clear out the cupboard. And everybody else is going to embark on clearing out the cupboard. A sort-out's been ordered. I have to say, for the ladies in my house, that is never an issue because it means creating more space to purchase more things. But for me, it's a little bit more challenging. And I always do it. I'll take out the shirts that I think, oh, I need to get rid of that, or the jumper. Yeah, I need to get rid of that. I throw it down on the bed. And then when I've got to the end of the sorting, I pick it up ready to go into the charity shop bag. I take one final look at it and I think, do you know what? I really like this. I don't want to let go. And so I put it back in the wardrobe again. I just can't let go of it. In one of his articles, the Bible teacher Rick Renner said, Sometimes I think about all the personal stuff people have in their hearts and attitudes that they have that no longer fit who they are. Maybe these attitudes and mindset fit who they were at one time, but now after the grace of God has such a, done such a work in them, some of these things don't fit them anymore. 
Some attitudes are simply out of date to what God is doing in their lives. Some are just no longer desired. And to be truthful, some attitudes should never have been there in the first place. We all have things in the wardrobe that we would rather not have. And you know, sometimes we're quite good at taking them out and getting rid of them. But sometimes we get to the threshold where we do and then we just pull back again. And rather than dealing with it, like me and my shirts that I like, we put it back and leave it unresolved. And it doesn't help us in any way. When it comes to my personal wardrobe, I'm not good at throwing out. And I think many believers come right to the edge of real change only to turn away at the last minute. Ready to tackle wrong things, wrong beliefs, wrong attitudes. But then they draw back for fear of what that cost will mean in true transformation. Will it fit? Let me ask you, what's in your spiritual wardrobe that doesn't fit anymore? And needs to be got rid of. Final one. That lovely phrase that I hate. How do I look? How do I look? I hate it when it's directed at me. And depending on who's asking, great care has to be taken in providing an answer. Having said that, you know, I don't think it harms sometimes to get another opinion on what we're wearing because what we're wearing reflect ourselves, we reflect how we present to others. And I think Paul here is emphasising this analogy of wearing clothes to teach us about the practical display of godliness in our attitudes and behaviour. Paul isn't just saying it for our good. He's saying that actually the things you wear reflect on you to the world out there. The things you wear reflect on you and him to the world on there. I wonder if I were to ask you the question spiritually, how do you look? What would your answer be? You know, in Paul's mind, we have a personal responsibility to present the life of Jesus through the manner in which we live in the world. And we do that through the virtues that we wear. This morning, it's Mother's Day, and I've reflected on a maternal role, that of clothing. I've talked about godly garbs, godly hand-me-downs, the things God hands down to us for us to take on to put on and I've asked three simple questions what should I wear does it fit and how do I look and wouldn't that be great if every morning when we got up to embark on life as Christian people in this world we ask those three questions spiritually. What am I going to wear today spiritually? What shall I wear? Does this fit 
Is this attitude, is this virtue fitting of the person I am in Christ? And finally, how do I look? What do people see of Christ in me? At the beginning, I spoke about my brother. And you know, the reason I like his cast-offs, he doesn't buy cheap. He buys top-end stuff that I would never buy in a million years. He buys designer stuff because he believes in the reputation of these people. It stands for something. Well, in the case of our spiritual clothing, what brand are you wearing today? What brand or whose brand are you wearing today? Is the designer's quality shining through you? Maybe so. To help us just reflect this morning, we're going to sing a lovely little song that asks a prayer that says of God, Lord, reclothe me in thy rightful mind. And today, I invite you, come to the wardrobe. Come to God's wardrobe. Take on board the clothing that God wants you to wear. Compassion, kindness, humility, grace, love. Come to God's wardrobe. Put it on. Allow him to reclothe you today. This is what you should wear. Make sure it fits. And make sure as you go from this place that the look you have is of the designer. He who has made, created, and sustained you in every good way. 456 simply says, Dear Lord and Father of mankind, forgive our foolish ways. Reclothe us in our rightful mind and in purer lives our service find. In deeper reverence praise. Come to the wardrobe of hand-me-downs from the Heavenly Father. Sing with me.
message, paraphrase, Paul said this, now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. So, chosen by God for this new life of love, dress yourself in the wardrobe God picked out for you. What will you wear today? What will you wear today as you go from this place? What will you wear tomorrow? Heavenly Father, help us each and every one of us to take off the old clothes of a previous life, the behaviors and attitudes of the old way, and instead help us to put on new clothes, the Christ-like attitudes and behaviors of the new life. Lord, we want to wear what you have picked out for us today. And so we choose to place upon ourselves this day compassion, kindness, humility, quiet, strength, discipline. We desire to be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive. But importantly, we choose to wear love. Lord, thank you for loving us each this day and giving us these godly hand-me-downs that we may be like you in all ways. Amen.